Uh, as you notice, today, today's order of service is a little different today. You know, notice maybe that the worship set on the front end was cut a little short, shorter than normal. And uh, today, we're going to do some things a little bit different, uh, but it's going to be really great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to look at some testimonies. Uh, we've got four testimonies that we want to share with you, and this is just four out of just dozens and dozens and dozens of incredible testimonies of what God has done in the lives of people here at Siege Church over this year. And, uh, and, and actually, we're calling these testimonies seed stories, and this is a segment that we would like to continue to do uh, you know, every so often, is bring you these seed stories. And so if you have a story that if something, God has done something in your life through this community, through Siege Church, we want to hear about it. Whether it's you know, finding community, whether it's you know, God's healed your broken heart, God, whether God's healed your, your body, a financial miracle, whatever it is, we want to hear about it. So contact us, let us know, because we want to document these stories because the word, the word says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I think sometimes we just automatically think that that means, you know, when we read the scriptures. And that's true. But it also means when God speaks a word directly to you, it also means when you hear the testimonies of others. In Revelation, it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. What is the word of their testimony? That is when we come into agreement with what God has already done in our lives. And so sometimes that testimony is a testimony of faith, that where we haven't yet seen uh, the, the manifestation of what God wants to do yet here in, in, on this planet. But sometimes it's like, hey, God has done this, and we need to give glory and honor for him. And when we do that, when someone else hears that, their faith is stirred. Yeah. And there's faith for miracles, and there's faith for a breakthrough in their life. And there's faith to continue pressing in to Jesus. There's faith to continue walking uh, as a devoted disciple. And so that's why we're doing this today, is to celebrate, yes, what God has done for us over this last year, but also to build faith in your hearts for what God will do. Because what we want to do is have the same confidence that what God did in our lives, have the same confidence that he wants to do it for someone else. Amen? So we're going to watch a couple of testimonies. Then the band's going to come back up. We're going to come back up and, and worship some more, and then we'll finish out with a couple more testimonies. So everybody, I'd like to introduce you to Dale and Jody Kelsey, and let's listen to their story. Well, hi. I'm Dale Kelsey. This is my wife, Jody. Hey. And um, our story really kind of starts about... Um, maybe a year and a half ago. We were, uh, had been at a church for almost eight years and we were in leadership there and we really felt like God was telling us it was time to move on. And during that time frame, uh, I saw a post on Facebook for a new church that was starting up here local uh, called Seeds. And Jody and I, you know, we kind of looked at it and, and talked about it a little bit. She made a comment that, you know, what kind of name is that? You know? He did. So I love it now. We decided to just go ahead and, you know, maybe research it a little more and see what it's about. We decided to come on lunch Sunday. It was the first Sunday we were coming to Seeds. And um, we walked in the building and just felt at home. You know, there were people greeting us at the door and people in the, in the lobby. And we were talking to people and they just acted like we were family already. The worship was incredible. Um, I... I just, 
I've been crying out to see the Lord be able to move through a house like that and all the authenticity of the worship and just the um, worshiping Him in spirit and in truth and people being able to be transformed through that. And um, I, I wept, we both were weeping. I was on my knees, of course, and I'm like, okay, God, this is it. And I um, felt like we were home. I had a job that I had been at for almost 10 years in Middle Tennessee and was really planning on retiring from there. Um, I didn't see any any other reason to go anywhere else. It was a good job, pay was well. Some things happened there that uh, ended up, uh, I had to leave. It was a long ride home from work with a small box <laughs> of things that I collected over 10 years and uh, yeah. showed up at home and walking up the front steps and Jody's like, you know, what are you doing home? And I'm like, here I am. Well, I wasn't working, so we, I thought we're, we're done. We have no income. It's November and we have our 25th wedding anniversary in a few weeks. It's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, and uh, oh Lord, help. Like, what are we gonna do? So, mm -hmm. kind of panicked for a moment. They received one month's worth of severance and we were trying to make do with what we had there and we were just really seeking God's face and you know we came to the church and and was talking to them and looking for some coverage there and some prayer coverage and, and just people to stand with us and believe God for a miracle to happen. Everyone that I talked to when I called them and said hey I'd lost my job they were like oh don't worry about it you'll find something next week next week will happen. Um, next week just kept coming and we hit Thanksgiving and we hit Christmas, we hit New Year's. I was doing some woodworking for Christmas. Gifts, uh, yeah. Gifts that we were making. I was out in the garage and I had finished up everything that I was working on and God said, I want you to take this board, this simple board, put a piece of twine across the top of it to hang, hang it on the wall and I want you to write the word trust. And I want you to take it up and put it in your bedroom at the foot of your bed. So every morning when you wake up, that's the first thing you see is trust. And we did, and he moved mightily. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. And to he watch moves him. through the hands of men. That was that's something we're so grateful for with seeds, is because you all pulled together and helped us so much. They showed up at the house with groceries over and over and over again. Um, we were blessed financially over and over again from places that we didn't even expect people that we didn't even expect. I was constantly in communion with guys that were calling me up and saying, hey, how you doing today? Let me encourage you. It was just love coming from every direction. Yeah, and something I just thought of was Jamie. Obviously, you're applying for jobs and having possible phone interviews and out of state, you know, far away. And I remember her saying, I don't think you're supposed to leave. And she's like, and I feel like that's the Lord. And I thought, oh, gosh, okay. But she kept just encouraging and encouraging that. And here we are. and. We're both employed um, right now, and that encouragement from her, because that was the hardest thing for me, was picking up and relocating. And I just knew that she was hearing the Lord. God truly showed me what family looks like in yeah. a time of need. So serving the seeds is, is awesome. Um, we've, we've plugged right in with everything that seems to be happening here. I guess the best way to put it is our, our hearts are aligned with what's happening mm -hmm. with seeds. Uh, playing on the worship team, playing bass, has just been, um, I, I melt every time I think Life about it. Life changing for him. Yeah, it has been. It's just so free 
and you definitely can feel the love of God coming out of every single person that's on that team. The level of humility is great. Yeah. I love this prayer team. Again, I can't get away from the word humility. I've seen such great humility, which I know the Lord is so drawn to that. I know that Seeds Church has a calling for healing. And I love our children's department. Uh, it's so exciting because I hear the heart of God coming out. And so I haven't worked with children's ministry in years and the Lord's like, it's time. And so excited because I want to be a part of teaching young people to pray for others. They, there's no junior Holy Spirit. They hear from God and they're able to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. And I'm like, yes, Lord. I think just to sum it up is like we've been saying all along, it's just a tight community that loves each other, treats each other fairly, with humility and love. You know, we're opening up these city groups now, and that's just going to bring us even closer together. And we're not keeping it within house, it's bringing people in from outside the church as well. And, you know, I think that's really God's heart, is what we're doing here is God's heart. I believe God has marked Seeds Church to establish his kingdom in this area. Hi, I'm Robbie. Hi, I'm Lindsay. This is our seed story. We came to Murfreesboro in 2014. It took us a few months to kind of get settled in and we started visiting some churches, knew we wanted to be plugged in here. Um, visited some really great places with some really great people, but it didn't feel like God was holding us there. So we, uh, we actually ended up taking a position as worship leaders um, with my home church back in McMinnville, and we did that for a couple of years. We definitely reached a point where we felt like we knew that we were gonna start our family soon, mm -hmm. and with the drive to McMinnville back and forth, you know, we're spending our entire weekends there, during the work week, we would just come home exhausted. We, you know, didn't have time to make friends or search for that community here in Murfreesboro. Kind of in that period when we were driving back and forth from, from McMinnville, um, like Lindsay said, she was kind of um, reaching reaching a point where she was getting tired. I was getting tired, but I, I tend to, to put that back and, and just push forward as much as I can. Uh, but it was starting to eat at me. We're on, you know, on the road and on our way home, and I just started crying. And poor Robbie was looking at me like, you know, what, what's going on? Like, why are you crying? Because <laughs> um, it kind of came out of nowhere. But, you know, I told him, knowing that we were wanting to start a family in the next couple years, um, after thinking about it, I said, Robbie, we wouldn't have any support if we were to get pregnant right now. There would be no one at my baby shower. And so it was just really tough thinking about that and, and wanting to be excited about starting a family, but then also um, knowing the burden it could be without that support. A few months of praying about it, God raised up somebody at our home church to, to take over the worship leading, and it, we were driving home one day from church, and it was just like, he released us. He just said, you're done. I looked at Lindsay and said, we're done, right? She said, yeah. <laughs> I had been done for a while, selfishly. I was, I, like I said, I love the church, but I was ready to find home here in Murfreesboro and start planting some roots here. Our pastor from back home gave us some, some really wise counsel and, and he said, don't go church shopping. When you get back there, don't, don't go to churches and just say, you know, does it have the right children's ministry and do the right worship and have the right pastor and you know, dress code and whatnot. 
Um, he said, go to a church, worship with him, and it feels right. If it feels right, um, then stay. My mom yeah. <laughs> um, was like, hey, one of my friends told me about this church plant that's starting in Murfreesboro. It sounds like something you guys would really be interested in. Um, you guys, they're having these social interests. You guys should go check it out. Um, and she was planning on attending as well. Uh, so we went to the social interest. Um, we loved hearing this holy story. And we, we knew that we wanted to get to know their hearts more uh, behind the church and their vision um, and what season is going to be about. Um, and so we contacted them and had coffee. And I kind of had some list of questions in the back of my head and I was like, all right, we're going to put them through the ringer here and see what, see what it comes out. And it, it didn't even, I didn't even have to go through those because before I even said anything, this release were addressing all of my questions just right off the bat and it just turned out um, their heart for the church was exactly what, what we were looking for. And the more we heard about um, the heart behind the church and what God was already doing through the church, we just knew this is the place for us. So we went to the first intersocial and started getting plugged in and got to know everyone at Seeds and just fell in love with everyone, the, the entire launch team. It, it was like God took all these people and all these different walks of life and just put this, this puzzle together, just filled every spot. It was incredible. God was moving and doing stuff and building relationships and all of a sudden we had... 50 friends out of nowhere. We, we had made no friends in our, in our four years in Murfreesboro, and, and all of a sudden we had this huge community. And we found out we were pregnant the second day of April this year. And I remember uh, meeting with, um, we had started a, a little Bible study at our house with the friends we've met at Seeds, which has been incredible. Um, and at that point we hadn't told them yet that we were pregnant. And we were kind of going back and forth on whether or not we should tell them. And, um, it just happened to come up one night. We all started joking about, like, oh, and the Browns get pregnant. And um, so we ended up telling them that we were pregnant. The first thing that they wanted to do was circle around us and pray. And I just started weeping because it was just amazing. And that one year of having no friends, no relationship, no community, to all of a sudden having this group of people, um, not just, you know, going and hang out every now on the weekends, but people we can really share life with and, and live life with. and. We've shared tough moments and we've shared celebrations and um, I'm just really excited about um, the next couple months once our kid comes and just knowing um, the honorary aunts and uncles that they'll have from <laughs> all of our seeds <laughs> relationships. That's right. I guess, yeah, we started serving with the launch team at the start before, before the church really got up and going and uh, started playing different instruments and, and Lindsay started figuring out the computer stuff. I am a kindergarten teacher, and so I've always just been thrown into the kids' ministry role and told, you know, you should do kids' ministry because you love kids because that's your job. And um, and with seeds, you know, and, and then wanting to equip, you know, people for God to create them to be. And I had always had an interest with him playing worship. I would always seen the background with the computers and the production side of it and wanted to be a part of that. Um, and they were, everyone on the team was just so open to teach me. Um, I didn't know a thing about it. I had someone ask this a couple Sundays ago, oh, did you go to school for this? <laughs> I was like, no. Um, I said, I just started learning this before the launch, and um, it was incredible how kind everyone was to show me, because that's what my heart was for, and so people started teaching me, um, and so that was really exciting. Really, honestly, when we get there at 6 in the morning, there's nowhere else you want to be. Yeah, there's nowhere else you want to be. It's just fun. Um, it's really fun getting to hang out and, and, and serve with you know, like-hearted people. There's nothing more fulfilling than, than joining with your brothers and sisters and, and making a place for worship like, like we have with Seeds Church. It's been the best year we've had, absolutely.
family. These are special stories. When Jamie and I... Um, burdened to plant a church in Murfreesboro and I remember telling a friend of mine sitting at, a, at, a, at lunch with a friend of mine who I was in, in relationship with and he goes are you kidding me man another church in Murfreesboro why in the world aren't there enough and uh, I said yeah it would seem that way but I said, there are people that are disconnected. They're disconnected from the body. There are people that love Jesus, but they're homeless. They're church homeless. We were so burdened with that. And as we began to, to do some more research and dig into it, and we realized that, wow, if, if everyone in Rutherford County tried to go to church on a Sunday morning, 280,000 of them wouldn't have a seat. The Lord was burdening us. Plant a church in Middle Tennessee. Plant a church in Murfreesboro. So these people that are church homeless can find a home. So these people that don't know me yet can come to know me. So the people that are prodigals can come back home. Luke chapter 10, I believe, Jesus tells this series of stories. He talks about a coin that was missing. And the guy destroyed his entire house to find the coin. And when he found it, there was great rejoicing. And there was this shepherd who had a sheep. One sheep went missing. And he still had 99 great other sheep. But he was burdened to go after that one. And then Jesus tells the story of, of a dad who had two sons. And one of the sons comes and says, Dad, I want my inheritance. And I'm leaving. And his dad didn't try to talk him out of it. His dad said, okay, you can have it. I bless you. Here it is. Of course, we know that son goes out and he, he squanders in his inheritance. He blows it all. He's left in a mess, and he's trying to figure out life and what to do from that point. And he's got no options. He's got a job feeding pigs, thinking, man, I, at least I can eat what I'm feeding the pigs. And then he has the, the light bulb goes off. He has this epiphany. At least I can go back home, and I can serve as a servant in my father's house. So he does cool thing about it is that he didn't make it even all the way up the driveway but his dad was on the front porch waiting for his return waiting for that day that his son would come home and he saw his son and he didn't wait he didn't sit there smugly with his arms folded and wait for his son to come to him he ran to his son and he hugged him and he embraced him and he said come and bring my finest robe and put it on him bring the family ring and put it on him my son has come home 
You're not serving in my house as a servant. You're a son. So much, so much the story. So many stories are like to have people that are here in this church today. And there's so many stories like that here. That God is calling us to be that father to those people, to those prodigals. And God forbid we'd be like the other brother who sees the party that's going on, who sees that dad went and and, and told the other servants to grab the the finest calf that they have and slaughter it to throw a big party that the son had returned. God forbid that we would be like the older brother and be self-righteous. Be like, God, why didn't you? Father, why didn't you do this for me? Father said, you could have had this anytime you wanted to. You could have had this anytime. I've got so many blessings. I've got my grace. I've got my gifts. I've got healing for you. I've got breakthrough for you. It's there for you. Lay hold of it. You are a son. And let that, that be our story is that if, if we've walked away, let's come home. If we know people that have walked away, let's welcome them home. Let's be the shepherd that goes after the one lost sheep. For that, that other brother, let's lay hold of the things that are right there in front of us. Let's go after the things that God says, all this is available to you. All you have to do is ask. That's why Paul said, desire the gifts earnestly. It's there for you. Won't you stand with me this morning as we continue our time of worship. And let's lean in to being who God has called us to be. God, we just thank you again so much for all that you've done over this last year. But God, we look forward also to what you are going to do through us as we are a home for prodigals to come to, as we are a place where brothers and sisters that haven't left home, that we can start laying hold of the things that you've been providing for us. Thank you, God. Stir something up in us today. wanted was just a place for us to 
worship together as a family. It's really what I was looking for. I always had strong convictions uh, since we first met um, in college uh, in terms of spiritual convictions, but uh, we never went to church together. She really had, I guess, sort of an awakening where she just was decided she really wanted to dig into the Bible and be around people that were spiritual and pray. And, and so then she started visiting a lot of local churches and I didn't go to any of them with her. Then I started seeing some things about seeds being planted um, in Murfreesboro and I was excited because with some of my friends, we were going through putting our kit, trying to decide whether to keep homeschooling or put our kids in school. And it had been a long, prayed out decision to finally put our kids in a private school in Murfreesboro and we walk in on day one and there are the Swillies and I was like okay God I guess I should go to an info meeting <laughs> so I went to the final info meeting at the sub shop and I took Lily with me the Swillies told their story and I knew immediately that this was and I took a look at Lily and she just nodded her head yep this is where we need to be so we joined launch team I, I mean I was happy for them I was happy that they were um that they were committed to something. You know, Molly kept putting little invite cards on my mirror, and she was saying she was trying not to nag, but she was just uh, inviting. That was my prayer, was for our family to worship together, to have a place to worship together at the beginning of this whole thing. You know, I wanted Luke to come with us. I wanted him to be on launch team, but, you know, we just weren't there yet. Molly and Lily were very um, enthusiastic and happy, was definitely home for them. The turning point for me was was uh, actually um, I was listening to the radio and I and I heard a reference to the narcissism of small differences, and I realized that that applied to me, um, and that that was holding me back from being with my family, uh, being in the same place, to to read the Bible, to uh, worship my family you know and Molly kept telling me she'd come you know before I came she kept coming home and she'd say oh you know you've got to come you got to come one day because JD always makes a reference to uh, a sports reference or a movie reference and and it's, it's right up your alley so um, I came the day before East the week before Easter I've been uh, very uh, happy that I came and uh, it's been just rock solid there have been lots of little things um, you know, just going to the men's nights and talking to the guys and, and, and getting uh, some good words of wisdom there. So we have four kids. Uh, Lily is 15, Lucas is 13, Eva is five, and Willa is three. You know, it's important to both of us that they know who God is and encounter Jesus and understand that the Bible is inspired by God and that it's something that we live by. It's really important to us. And what's done differently at Seeds is they encounter Jesus in Seeds Kids. They absolutely encounter him. Eva came to me and she said, I talked to Jesus today. I laid on the floor and he came to me. And she just didn't even have words for her encounter that morning. And that to me was like, beyond any Bible story, it's important to know your stories, you know, but beyond that, kids getting to have encounters um, with their creator is unbelievable. It's, it's a dream come true. It's, it's, what, it's what I had prayed for for my kids. So I serve on the prayer team um, and I did not know what that was going to look like from the beginning. I just signed up because I love to pray for people and just I just love to intercede. That's something that is my, I have a heart for it. The prayer team comes in early 
on Sundays and we pray through the auditorium, we pray through the kids wing, we pray through that coffee greeting area and a lot, it's, it's amazing and it is phenomenal the way God orchestrates the mornings. He actually synthesizes all of those areas and we are hearing things and interceding and praying for whatever we're hearing, we come together and everyone has the same feeling for that day. You know, if it's a, a you know a healing anointing going on, or if if there is a specific word that needs to be released to the congregation that day, um, I just love how how God pulls it all together. Something that I like about seeds is that they're they like they like to do things. I like to do things. Um, so when I heard that there was the the serve day where you could go, um, you know, cut trees. And, sling a chainsaw, you know, that made me happy, so I think that's good. Seeds takes the initiative to, um, to get together on different projects um, and help people. Seeds is a family. That's really what it is. It's a big family. And that's like the best way I could describe it is that I feel like every single part, like it's hard to get out of there after church. It's hard to get out of uh, Wednesday worship because every I want to hug and love on every single person that's there because I know part of their story and they know part of mine and there's this beautiful give and take with every single family couple single person all all the way across the board that um, we all are part of each other's lives in a way that I have, I have never had a family that big or been a part of a church that actually has really caring people that are, I mean, there are a lot of caring people in a lot of churches, but where it, it just, it immediately feels like family. It's really genuine that we love everybody. Everybody loves everybody. I'm Catherine Seifert, and this is my seed story. I'm a single mom of two kids, Elijah 15 and Ellen 14. Growing up, I moved a lot. Before I turned 15, I had moved 45 times. After I turned 15, I moved about 10 more, so 55 times in my life. The thing that I was the most hungry for growing up was community and friendships. When you move that much, you don't have time to develop friendships or community. On top of that, Church was not a friendly place with the way we were raised. For many years, I visited churches, but I never felt connected. I moved here to Murfreesboro about five years ago, and we visited a church for about two years. There was no room for that intimate community that I think we all crave, whether we realize it or not. I would go to small groups, I would talk to people, Nobody called me. Nobody said, hey, where are you? I, would, I, I even called a few people. Nobody said, we miss you being here. I sort of gave up on trying to find a new place. About a year ago, I came to opening day, our first day of Seeds Church, and I liked it. The people were great. <laughs> Everybody was very kind. The teaching was great. The music was great. But I did not want to be there. I really had an attitude about being there. I left there saying, I'm not going back. I'm not doing this again. I don't have the energy to do this again. I 
didn't feel like I had enough strength to be vulnerable again. But I showed up. I showed up the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and the next Sunday. Over the last year, I've developed community with these people. I am part of their lives, they're part of my life. They know my children, and when they see something going on in my life, they call me and they say, what do you need? What's going on with you? How can we be there for you? And I am able to do the same thing. It's not just what my, what my needs are, what my children's needs are. We have something of value to add to this community as well. As I'm surrounded by these people, they say, hey, we've done this before. You're gonna be okay. Or they say to me, will you pray for me? That's more valuable than I can even express. And I'm thankful that God has me in a place where I can experience that with my children. That they can have godly men in their life and godly women in their life to pattern what a community, a godly community is. These seeds that have been planted, we have started developing roots in this community that is going to grow into something beautiful and life-changing and it'll be here for a long time. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for community. Not only for myself not having community when I was younger, my children, have, we've moved about 10 times in their lifetime. So being here, having a place for them to have friends, have a community, for me as a mom has been invaluable. I know Ellen, my children work in the kids ministry and Ellen has blossomed. It's been so fun to see her come out and talk about talking to these kids and explaining Christ, the life of Christ to these kids. She comes out and she's just brimming. She said, Mom, I'm learning so much about my relationship as I'm teaching these little kids about God and singing, doing the games. And I see leadership skills being developed in her as she's telling these kids what to do and how to uh, worship the Lord and Bible stories. And then Elijah as the baby whisperer in the nursery <laughs> and how he's developing this father heart for children that he didn't even realize he had. And he's believing in himself, this father heart of God that he's developing and he's learning about. And the friendships that they have here um, seeing them grow and have joy and a carefree spirit that they haven't had before because they have this community. I've enjoyed being in a community with the women at the church, um, being part of the women's Bible study, and allowing myself to be vulnerable with people because it's a safe place to be vulnerable. It's not just surface, it's not just, hi, how are you? We're digging in deep of childhood wounds and relationships with our significant other and our children and our husbands and our wives. To have a safe place to do that in a community of women is a powerful thing. It's a life-changing thing. To have that, you feel like you can go out and face the world again. I was told when I was younger that I didn't have a voice. I didn't have any business praying the way I prayed. I sort of got thrown in with altar care. I said, no, I'm not ready for that. And she says, yeah, you're ready for that. <laughs> and to be able to trust that leadership and not rely so much on my own timidity, to rely on that leadership and say, okay, because you said I'm ready for this, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to be ready for this. And that's, that's the Lord in them speaking into my life. 
I was ready for it. It was awesome, not only for them, the people I prayed for, but for me, it was healing for me. A lot of times it's just choosing to show up. Even if you're late, I was 30 minutes late <laughs> because of work, but I showed up. I would recommend anybody. I do all the time recommend people come to Seeds. And there are people here now because I said, come to Seeds. And every time they've come, every single time, they've said, this feels like home. This feels like where I belong. And I think every single time I've shown up, God has pushed me out of that comfort zone and said, this is a safe place for you to be vulnerable. This is a safe place for you to not get it right, to be real with people, to learn your how to use your gifts, to learn where to serve. We have to get out of that comfort zone and to be a part of a community.